Welcome one and all to the Kings of the Heart podcast. My name is Tariq Omari Walton. I'm a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist and joined back here with me. My man has been a while. It's my man, though. My brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, welcome back, dude. How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good to be back. I'm happy to be back. This is exciting. And I can't wait for us to you know continue on the legacy of kings of the heart baby it's good to be back no doubt man good to have you here it's been a little while man i've been trying to keep the listeners involved with what's been going on with you let them know now if i sound a little funny because i got covid currently (laughs) it's been a rough time for kings of heart man it's rough man but we still here We, we 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 gonna we gonna make sure we keep it down and keep going on for the people so thank y'all for being very patient and having a lot of compassion. You know, it's crazy out here in these streets. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't lying, man. He ain't lying. Man, what? So since we're here, man, you know, and what we do here is we like to talk to our listeners about different relationship topics, obviously, because we're both, you know, marriage and family therapists. And a lot of this, this is so many things that we come across that involve this particular topic. Yep the idea of peace peace in a relationship everyone talks about they're looking for peace they want to have peace but so few people know how to achieve it and we want to break that down for you today we want to break down for you what it means to have peace what peace actually looks like how you get there how you sustain it and more than anything what gets in the way of being able to have peace in your relationship you know so dr john let's just hop right into it man help me out when you think about the term peace as it relates to a relationship, what is peace? How do you define it? Because there's a lot of ways that people kind of define it to me. I'm like, I don't know if that fits. But how do you define peace in a relationship? I don't know. I mean, I, I think so. Peace in a relationship. I don't. I don't want folks to get this twisted. But peace in a relationship does not mean um, not arguing, no disagreements. You know, that's not what it's about. You know, peace is about having uh, a sense of calmness on a consistent basis that allows people to grow individually and for both partners to grow collectively. Right. Right. So there's a calmness. There's a serenity piece to this. Um, There's a and and again, I want to reiterate, at least like how I talk to clients about peace is it allows you and your partner to grow. Right. Because remember, chaos, that what the opposite of peace is chaos. Chaos does not allow you to grow. Right. It's, it stunts your growth, right? right? So that's how I've kind of conceptualized it. But I mean, like, how have you conceptualized it, bro? Like, how do you define peace? Like, what? How, yeah, like, what's your breakdown of that? You know what happens, man? Oftentimes people come in and they say, I want peace, I want peace, I want peace. And usually when I ask them to define it, they say they just want things to be quiet. You know, they just yeah. want quiet. And even when they talk about what they do to maintain peace in the household, like, um, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to, like, if, if my partner has a lot to say, I just let them say it. I keep a lot of things in in order to keep the peace. And I'm saying to them that that's not really peace because if it still bothers you, then you're not at peace. It may be quiet in the household. There may not be a lot of chaos in the household, but you're not at peace. 
So having peace in your relationship mm-hmm. means everyone finding resolution to whatever's going on so that no one's feeling um, particularly angry or caught up or have all these negative emotions around whatever the situation is. So peace to me, the way that I define peace is actually resolution. That's what peace is to me. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Resolution. And, and that's also at the core of many relationship concerns. Resolution. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah, no, I like that, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so even when you think on that level, when you think about, okay, in order to even get to a place of peace, that means whatever the issues are, we need to figure out how to solve them. So why do you think it is that so many people just rely on quiet, that they just lean into things not really, you know, jumping off in, in, a, in a negative way as being peaceful? Why do you think people think that's peace? Um, well, I, I definitely think that that is like the superficial, easily digestible way for, I think, the average human, which right. is, right, um, when I say superficial, it's, okay, peace is quiet. Peace is no chaos. And I, I, what you're getting at is like there are other aspects to it that actually make peace a full-blown experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know that it's a full-blown experience. I think they understand it to be, oh, no arguing, just being quiet and all this other stuff. But that's it's, it's, it's not it. But I think the way it tends to be talked about just regularly you know, even in a casual way, I think that's, oh, I think that's the other part of it too. I think peace is not talked about far more intentional, which is why I was saying, you know, to give the listeners a heads up that I was pretty excited when we were coming up with this topic, because I said, um, going to this point right now, people casually talk about peace, but I don't think they really understand that it goes beyond that superficial, oh, it's just being quiet. Exactly. Exactly. And when I think about the the clients who kind of lean into that, one of the things I recognize too, a lot of the ones who are, are on that wavelength, they are usually the um, conflict averse ones, yeah. right? They're, they're the clients who are more conflict averse, the ones who don't want to stir anything up, they're the ones who are trying to avoid any kind of conflict, even if it's just a disagreement, any kind of conflict because they don't want their peace to stir. But again, there's no peace there. There's no peace. You can't, you can't say that you don't want your peace to serve when you're not feeling at peace about things. And so they kind of, again, use that sense of being conflict averse to use, um, um, I can't even think of the word, to, to make it seem as if things are fine. You know, the things are fine. I'm keeping it quiet. They can wild out if they want to, but I'm keeping it quiet. And they use that as a form of, again, kind of controlling what's happening around the household. But again, I don't think that's really, you know, it's, it's, it's not healthy for the relationship. And mm-hmm. obviously we want healthy relationships. So it's not healthy for relationships if you're not addressing the different concerns you're having. Because again, that is not peace. I agree with that. That's, and, that's, and that's well said. Um, I, I, I really do. I also really appreciate you bringing up the folks who are conflict averse. Mm-hmm. I know I know you and I talk about that all the time because not in all couples, but there's usually one person and one partner in the relationship who tends to be conflict averse. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen that. Right? right. That's actually one of the common ways of what we've talked about in other uh, uh, 
episodes like that pursue a withdrawal you there's usually someone who's like ah that's not i don't mm-hmm. want it mm-hmm. you know i mean they either shut down or they're literally like i'm out peace right, right. so uh, it's it's that can be problematic but i think one thing that comes up for me that i want to kind of throw out there to you to see what your thoughts are is with especially those folks who are conflict averse mm-hmm. knowing that they're seeing that as a sign of peace don't want to talk about it i don't want to make things worse mm-hmm. right at what point is that a personality trait right and 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 how can people manage that because right. that has been the reason why i'm focusing on that group is not to isolate folks but even you and i off camera we've talked a lot about that particular group yeah. right that's why I'm emphasizing, like, is that a personality trait, bro? Or is it just folks who just learned maladaptive ways of just handling that? I think it's both. I think it's both. I think it is, you know, a learned behavior. You know, you talk to a lot of these um, people who are conflict diverse and you find out from their families of origin where Mm. they didn't feel heard. They saw a lot of conflict themselves and the the negative, um, the, the hurt, the, the fear that came from those kind of, um, interactions that they saw with their families for them, it's a learned behavior. And I think after a while it does become a personality trait, mm. right? It's something that you, you've learned, but now it's become part of who you are and it's kind of hard to break away from that, you know? And so a lot of the work that I do with my clients is around, I'm sure you do the same thing is around learning how to be more assertive, being mm. able to get away yep. from that kind of passive, passive aggressive behavior and being able to be more direct around what's going on with you and how you're feeling so that you're not being um, stuck all the time with these, uh, holding on to all these negative feelings. Oh. And so that's part of the, part, that's part of the process of working with someone who's conflict averse, recognizing where it comes from helping them. I can't tell you how often as we're breaking things down, they realize, Oh, that's where I get it from. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. now that you recognize mm-hmm. that, what do we need to do to change it so that, you're able to get out of that when it comes to dealing with your mate, when it comes to working with your mate and interacting in a healthy way. Right. Mm-hmm. right. What do you think? Is, is it a personality trait or is it learned behavior from your standpoint? No, I, I definitely think it's both. Right. I think it's both. I don't, I, I mean, and, and who knows what the percentage split is, but I like the way that you had mentioned it. It is, you know, and it can work in so many different ways. Some people can just start showing that behaviorally and then that just becomes an an enduring trait of them, which then bleeds into their personality, right? Remember, right. personality is an enduring process. Right. Like it's not a one-time thing. Like for someone to keep engaging in said behavior, it becomes this enduring thing, which means that it's slowly tapping to their psyche. It's slowly tapping to their consciousness. So they don't know any better at that point, right? My man. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's how I've always seen it. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. I definitely think it's both. It just can work in so many different ways. And I'll, and, I, and, I, and and the other, the flip side to it is also there are people who have personality traits that do elicit these kinds of behaviors mm-hmm. so that it's almost like it's, it's, it's organic, right? So we can work in both, both processes, right? But yeah. You know, that, that's kind of how I've, how I've conceptualized it, that it's not like a uh, linear process when it comes to this. Yeah. Uh, folks who are very conflict averse, who think, oh yeah, I just want peace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'm with you on that, brother. You know, And so considering that one of the things that we're saying here is that people who tend to be conflict averse are, it, it, what you're seeing there, they're kind of keeping the peace from actually occurring fully. You know, it may appear again, it may appear peaceful that, 
because you have some sort of quiet and a lack of chaos in the moment, the relationship itself may seem peaceful, but again, you're not at peace. That's one of the roadblocks to actually achieving peace. You're not addressing what's going on with you. And so you're not feeling at peace. So again, the relationship itself is not at peace. What are some of the other roadblocks to actually achieving peace within a relationship? Stress. I mean, that one really comes to mind. Uh Like the reason why I bring up stress is it's such a prominent part of life. Mm. Like you're going to deal with stress. And I think when folks are, oh, and I'm, you know, stress is one of them, but what really can lead to a non-peaceful life in existence is not coping with stress or using maladaptive strategies to manage the stress. Right. Right. And those are people who, you know, know, another reason why I bring up stress is like folks who are both stressful, who are stressed and also aren't using healthy uh, uh, strategies and coping mechanisms. I don't mean to be judgmental, but I think you would agree too. like those are the folks who on a consistent basis, their lives feel like it's straight chaos all the time. Right. So so it's hard for them, meaning. You don't even have to be in a relationship with them. You just got to be around them, and you just feel. Yeah, it's, it's heavy, right? Feel, yeah, and like that you weight. Feel that, that weight, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm, I can imagine like our listeners would would agree with me, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Like we all deal with stress, so it yeah. doesn't mean that like stress equals means that you're not at peace or you can't be there. I want to be clear again: it's experiencing stress yet using maladaptive unhealthy coping mechanisms that really keep someone in chaos. Yeah. So, so then it's hard for them to really be at baseline. It's hard for them to really uh, relate to non, to, to peaceful people. They mm-hmm. don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And technically peaceful folks or folks who are um, fighting to maintain a lifestyle of peace. Cause let me also reiterate again, Peace is a lifestyle. Like you have to work towards it's a that. Of, it's a state of being, right? State of being, brother. Mm-hmm. So, so, so when those folks get around people who are not just stressed, because we are all stressed, but people who are stressed and using maladaptive ways, unhealthy ways, yeah, that's where you start seeing people who are trying to live a life of peace. That's where you see their boundaries come up because that heaviness, that toxicity, that energy mm-hmm. is it's it's palpable, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 can if you're not careful, it can slowly seep into your thing. Which is why Brother Rick and I wanted to have this conversation about peace within relationships because who else do you spend the most time with outside of your kids? Your partner, <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, that could be a whole nother conversation. Peace with your uh, kids. Uh, <laughs> that could be a yeah, whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother one, brother. You yeah. Know? But yeah, I mean, but what are your thoughts about like what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, stress being one of them. And again, like you said, we're all going through stress. To one degree or another, we're all experiencing it. And so to me, when you talk about peace within your relationship, when you're stressed out, you're not even at peace with yourself. Absolutely, bro. You know, Absolutely. so it's hard to actually find peace with anybody else when you're feeling that kind of that kind of stress on yourself and you're 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 not at peace. You know, so part of the process of finding peace further down the line in your relationship is figuring out how to deal with that stress. Those maladaptive behaviors you're talking about, hey, you gotta get over that. You gotta yeah. work through that, you gotta process that so that yeah. you can get to this other side. You know, so that stress is a major one. It's a major, major one. You know, and another one that I often think about is um, the 
man. I, I lost it. Oh, the part of being sick, brother. <laughs> I know that. Still got that COVID brain, man. That fog uh, is like uh, real, man. Yes. Let me tell you. No, that real, real talk, real talk. Yep. But the 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 one that if I if I can remember this correctly, um, the the one of the major roadblocks to me is boundaries. Mm. That's what I, is boundaries. Not having good boundaries. Come on right? now, speak on it. Speak on it. <laughs> when you don't have good boundaries, when you're not able to. Um, tell people or show people, you know, the, the limitation they have to you, the access they have to you, being able to control how people are having, um, being able to interact with you. There's always going to be a good amount of tension around that because if you're, again, if you're not feeling good about things it's not necessarily just stress and you're not feeling good, but if you're not feeling good about the relationship, if you're not feeling connected, if you're feeling like the intimacy is, is struggling or the romance is struggling, if you're just generally not feeling good about the relationship um, because of some of the things that your mate may be doing, some of their own behaviors, yep. then you're not going to be at, you know, you're, you're never going to be at peace. But if you're not able to control how they're actually engaging with you, you're not going to feel peace. You're not going to feel any peace. You know, mm -hmm. so you really have to be able to structure those engagements in a way that feel healthy to you, where you feel safe mm. so that you guys can communicate and, and engage. Right. But if you if you don't have those healthy boundaries, if you don't know how to set boundaries, then you're always going to feel impacted by negatively by people's, um, you know, interactions with you when you don't feel safe. You know, so it's really a matter of establishing healthy boundaries and letting people know, look, it, I, this isn't acceptable to me. I know you may have a hard time accepting that. I know you want to challenge that because you're used to being able to come at me and have access, access to me any which way you want to. But in order for us to be able to get along long term, then you need to be able to respect these boundaries. So boundaries is a major one for me, major, major one for me. How about you? What, is there another one you got to keep in mind or, or is that something that you wanted to speak on? No, boundaries is pretty good. I actually work with my clients a lot on boundaries regarding mm. the said thing because, I mean, as as we both know, as married men, uh, you you you, it's not black and white thinking. By setting boundaries with your not partner, right? It's it's by setting boundaries with a partner if they're going through something and they're not at peace or whatever. It, that's not a sign that you don't care and you don't love them. Right. Not at all, actually. Right. Like they're. You know, one of my also closest, one of my closest and dearest friends has always said, and I remember um, him saying it leading up to, you know, our wedding. He was like, "Look, he was like, you know, the thing that's interesting about relationships is the worst thing that can happen is for both people is for both people to be to not be at peace, mm -hmm. and that's oh, really man. a bad recipe, right? Mm -hmm. So boundaries is 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 as Brother Rick was saying is, and, and we've talked about this over mm -hmm. and over again. Yeah, like, we've had a lot of conversations around boundaries." boundaries has always been a sign of love like it's it's not mm -hmm. about not loving you or caring but it's like i see that you're you're going through a lot mm -hmm. and i will inquire and see how i can help and support and not but but and this also means that whatever you need any kind of resolution on or any unresolved things that goes beyond my ability and my capabilities right there's not much I can do here because I also have to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Again, nothing selfish about that because the goal here is to still check in on your partner, yep. is to still ask what kind of help and support. But you know, the worst thing to do is like Brother Rico saying, do not take that on. Yeah. 
do not do that. And couples tend to do that. We yeah. see that a lot in couples therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 again, there's a there's certain situations where uh it, it's 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 it plays a little bit different. So mm-hmm. a, a good example is if, if and when your spouse loses a family member, that's different mm-hmm. because that level of compassion yeah. skyrockets. Yeah, it has to you, you, you right. see them hurting and they're grieving. So yeah. that's different. You know, but if they're if they're stressed about something at work or they're not at peace about something at work, what in the world can you do other than just to be an ear, mm-hmm. be there for them, support, support them? Support them, right. But but you're not you do not drive to their workplace. That's not your you know what I mean? Like what are you going to do? So, you know what I mean? Because, like because you can step to the person that's bothering them at work. Right. Like what what are you honestly about to do? It's like right. you can't. So, you know, the boundaries part is to also say like i had started out like both people can't be rattled and be in a state of stress chaos and non-peace someone somebody has to be grounded enough to keep things going because remember folks life doesn't stop when you're not at peace right but we end up losing perspective when we're not at peace Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's what i mean by like somebody needs to be grounded enough to still say like hey you know you know, we got to keep keep this moving. It's not about being dismissive, but remember, this conversation on peace is to say that when we're not at peace, we're not grounded, and we lose perspective, and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think are some other things that kind of get in the way of, of peace? What else blocks there being peace, a health, healthy peace within a relationship? Within a relationship? I mean, I'll, I'll say this, and it's not a reflection of even like my own family, but like kids. Mm. I mean, like oh, yeah, it, it's, it's, talk about it's that one. yeah. So like, parenting is very difficult. Parenting is like very, very difficult, and right. I'm not talking about like oh, it's noisy and all these things, but parenting <laughs> is really difficult. And parenting for all the parents out there know that. That's it. And, and, and let me preface by saying, like, the, the, what I'm saying here about parenting, it's a different kind of piece mm-hmm. where it's parenting is constant. It's ups and downs. Right. It's highs and lows. Right. It's happiness and smiles mixed with like screaming and yelling and crying. <laughs> and it's like, and that's not even the kids. That's the parents. <laughs> so, so, so that's not peace to me. Right. If I'm going to be brutally honest, like that's not peace. And it doesn't mean that I'm not at peace as a father of our beautiful twins. Mm-hmm. I, that's not what I'm saying is. But one thing that I have learned, a very critical lesson that I've learned is that when you have kids, a part you do sacrifice significant amount of your peace mm-hmm. to ensure that your kids are okay. And right. if you right. don't, you will have further problems. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like parenting, you feeling in your bones. So like, so that's why I said like, the kids can be watching their show or playing with their toys and they're quiet. Yeah, but I am I gotta be honest, bro. You know, you and I talk all the time and I think a lot of parents would agree. But I'm not always at peace because I'm like, what are we gonna eat for dinner? And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we got, a, we got the appointment next week. Um, what are we going? We got to make sure that they're talking so that way they stay on track with their development. And that raises a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. And so I, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that children are a source of, of 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 not being in peace. But what I've realized is that to literally, not just legally, but to morally and ethically sacrifice yourself for your child. 
because you you they are counting on you to yeah. keep them alive. You yeah. know how much pressure that is? <laughs> That's to, a lot to, of pressure, bro. To keep someone alive? Yeah. yeah. You're not going to be at peace. Yeah. You won't. And I'm not just talking about lack of sleep, lack, not eating, not being able to go to the bathroom when you went. No, 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 no. That just comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the existential processing day in and day out, bro. Every minute. When I All tell those you, decisions you have to make for somebody bro, I, else. Bro, even when they're not around. That's why I'm saying it's right. existential. Do you know how much I think about my kids? I think about my kids literally every minute of every day. Because you're a good dad, man. You're a good dad. Go ahead. <laughs> you know Go what I mean? Dr. John. So, Papa John. Thank you, bro. But that's what I mean by like that's another piece that I had to name because um, parenting is hard yeah, and it's not peaceful. What comes with becoming a parent is you have to sacrifice some form of your peace. Right. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that you don't get that back in return. You get it. You get those blessings back in return. You see those smiles, those hugs, those kisses. But, um, but to bring it back to the relationship, co-parenting is even harder. Mm. So parenting is hard. Yeah. Co-parenting is even harder. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't lying. But very well said, man. Thank very you, well said. There's one more that keeps coming to mind for me as well. You know. Yeah, what's that? It kind of falls still falls in the umbrella of of unresolved issues. It's all those past hurts. Ah. Uh, you know, it's all those things uh, that you have not dealt with, all those things that you guys have not resolved that have built up over the years. That's another major one when it comes to what blocks you from actually finding peace in your household. When you are someone who has dealt with trust issues, when there have been um, a lack of consideration, when there have been things that have caused you hurt, there's, they have damaged the relationship over all the years that you guys have been together, however long you guys have been together. All those past hurts built up. You know, we've talked before about the whole um, negative, the uh, bank account, you know, uh, emotional mm. bank account yep, and yep. being in, in debt over and over and, you know, and, the idea is that when that debt hasn't been paid, when you have done very little to work on the hurts, to rebuild the trust, then that's always going to get in the way of there actually being peace in the household. Because, again, your mate is not at peace. There's yeah. a lot of unresolved issues that are still sitting on their on their chest that they at some point are going to bring up. So, again, one of the things you see with uh, clients who are dealing with infidelity Right. And the person who did the the cheating is always like, yo, they won't let it go. Yeah, they won't let yeah. it go. Yeah. You know, no matter what I do, they won't let it go because your mate hasn't found peace with you yet. So Absolutely you're not going to feel any peace. That's because everything you do <laughs> from now on is going to remind them yeah. of whatever That's it is that you fun. did, you know, and so they're going to bring it up. So there goes a the peace right there. So once you break that trust, you can pretty much guarantee there's not going to be any peace in your household for a pretty long time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so you have to actually work on the healing aspect. I mean, we're about to get into how you find and achieve peace. But as long as that, that, that hurt, as long as that distrust is still playing a major role in your relationship, you will not find peace. Peace will not exist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so just right. kind of move things along a little bit. Dr. John, what can our clients do? What can our listeners do? What can people do to actually work towards and achieve peace within their relationships? Uh, so this is probably the 
both clinician and researcher inside me, I, I think people have to do a full check-in with themselves first. Do, do a mean? full check-in with yourself. Like, assess, like, what's going on? Is there anything causing you stress? Is there anything unresolved that needs resolution, right? Okay. Because here's the problem, brother. Like, people are just responding and acting. People aren't slowing down and being honest to take the time to say what's going on with me for me to not be at peace. Right. People are just naming all kinds of things. Oh, it's, it's, it's the job. Is it really, though? Mm. Are you just throwing that out there? And I'm not being dismissive, but it's like, but is it really? And the first step, and people are not going to like this. I say to my clients all the time, I'm not going to like it because people are always looking for their tangible thing. No, the tangible first thing to do is to slow your butt down <laughs> and take the time to do a check-in with yourself. Right. Ask questions like, am I at peace? What does peace look like for me right now? Um, what's blocking that? Um, what's causing that? Um, how's my health? Um, how's my mental health? Um, you know, like what are topics um, is regarding my relationship? How are we doing? Um, oh, yeah, just because we aren't, right? Just because we aren't arguing, are there things that, when I think about it, are still bothering me? Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like people aren't slowing down, bro. And I'm probably saying this because, like, I had a client last night, and 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 she really, really responded very well to it because it's not about just, hey, what do I do next? People, we we as a, we as a society need to do better at slowing down because a lot of the answers are actually in front of us before we mm -hmm. get to our therapist, mm -hmm. before we talk to friends, before sit down. Why you always got to talk to somebody? Talk to yourself. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're laughing, but be honest, bro. Like people <laughs> You're right. aren't doing that. Right. That, and so, how can you practice peace before we rattle off anything? How can you practice peace if you cannot slow down? Right. Check in with yourself first. Mm -hmm. Right. Check in with yourself. Look, if you can check in with yourself about what you want to eat, you can damn sure check in on like all the other stuff. <laughs> Am right. I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. You're right on with that. Yeah, you're right like, on like, 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 so, so I'm sorry. And, and and all of our listeners, long time listeners, know that been following us for the longest. Know that like, yeah, like I do that a lot. Where it's like people want to hear activities and no. The first activity is to ground yourself. Like, yeah. slow down. Yeah. Practice slowing down. Because how else are you going to build awareness? How else will you talk to uh, Brother Reek in session about what's going on? Because he's going to ask you the questions. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to sit there in front of the man, waste $145, $200, and you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, slow right. down. Right. Now, you can use this session to do that, or you can like be practicing to slow down and say, am I at peace? What does that mean? Like all those questions that I just rattled off are really good internal assessment questions. That for, everything. Assess <laughs> for everything. For everything. Right? Right. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that you said in there that made me think of another barrier to peace in relationship. Mm. How much of your information you're sharing with people outside your relationship? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, how much are you talking to your friends, your family, your coworkers, your, your work husband, your work wives? How much of your of your life or the the complications you're having in your relationship are you sharing with other people? Because you're gonna have some instigators in it. You're gonna have some people who are gonna continue to ask you about what's going on, even when you're working towards having a more peaceful relationship. When you're trying to resolve some of those old issues, and they're gonna keep it alive in your in your mind, you yeah. know. And so there're gonna be times where you may be talking about some good times you and your mate had, and they're gonna be like, "Well, you know, well, what about such and such?" Now, all of a sudden, you're triggered again. And it's keeping that, that negativity alive. 
So you may might be doing the work, you know, to overcome those past hurts and past trust issues. But because other people are instigating and keeping things alive because of how much you're out there sharing. Yeah. So that's point. also going to be a barrier to you finding peace in relationship. But anyway, we, we don't want to keep focusing on the on the on the barriers. Again, we're trying to talk about how to get to a place of peace. And I like what you said. The only thing I really have to add to that is, again, it's the resolutions. Like, yeah, you need to do Absolutely. all this. You need to do all this, that self-check-in. Oh, yeah. Like Dr. John said, what does peace mean to you? You know, what's, what's stopping us from having peace here? But when you do see that a lot of the peace that you're that you're lacking in your relationship is due to unresolved issues, those past hurts, Absolutely. Yep. you know, you have to resolve those issues, which means you can't be passive about it, which right. means you well, can't be conflict avoidant. Right. 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 You I can't. Mean, yep. That's spot on, man. I was I was it was literally on the tip of my tongue. It's sadly and we've seen this in, in in sessions you know folks who are not at peace will externalize it to the point where it's like i don't know what to do and things are just keep happening and it's like but what 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 role even if that is the case what role can you take here tangible concrete steps that you can take to really own or start working towards um getting your peace back so right. i love what you said man because like at the end of the day like there has to be resolution there has to be steps there yeah. has to be and 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 to add to what brother Rika's saying um and you know Rika and i always talk about this all the time and that is when you are trying to explore resolutions there's a couple of underlying steps to that one start with your needs mm -hmm. what do yeah, you need for sure right. start there right. it's, it's the best place to start if you got into an argument with your significant other two days ago and you're still reeling from it and you're not at peace about it then explore like what is it that I, do i need an apology do i need more time to process with them do i need some space what mm -hmm. do you need mm -hmm. and then so so focus on your needs when you think about this idea of finding resolutions because i have clients who will ask me all the time well not just what does that mean but like where do i start start with your needs right because that right. is the part that needs to be resolved a right. la what other Rick is saying right so you start with your needs and then secondly make sure that whatever you guys come up with anything i usually tell both it's clear, it's concise, mm -hmm. and it's something that you can do consistently. Mm -hmm. It has to be very concrete, clear, concise, concrete, consistent. Yeah. Those are the four C's. Clear, mm -hmm. concise, <laughs> consistent, and 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 um what did I say? I'm missing the C. But it, it's 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 the whole idea of oh concrete. concrete. The reason why concrete is important is because don't come up with like don't come up with abstract things. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just want to, I just, uh, what do I need? I just need to be happy. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Right. What the hell does that mean? Right. Like, but if you say something like, you know what? I got into an argument with my spouse. Um, and as I'm sitting here with you, Dr. John, talking about it, I think one thing that I noticed that I need for me to get back to a place of baseline and peace would be, I think I need to follow up conversation with them. I didn't say as much as I probably wanted to say or I needed to say. So I need, you see how, you see how clear that is? Mm -hmm. I need a follow-up conversation. Why? Well, because I didn't talk as much in the, in the argument we had a couple of weeks ago. You know what I mean? And, and the interesting thing about being consistent is, you know, we're human beings. So we're both unpredictable and predictable. There's a good chance that if and when this comes up again, you learn from this moment and then apply it the next time to say to yourself like, oh, here's another argument. You know, the last time, 
one of the ways that I felt incomplete and not at peace was I didn't speak up as much. And we we had to have a follow-up conversation. So you know what I'm going to do this time? Now that I see that we're heading in that direction, I got to speak up this time to reduce the uh to reduce the stress to reduce any anxiety so that way when we do finish this this conversation i can be more at peace yeah. you see how that works yep. folks exactly. that's how that works exactly you know and that's i mean that's like <laughs> i can't add much more to that dr john took that away right there he he took that away he he hit put the the the, the nail the hammer on the nail <laughs> you know he, he can't well said very well said um you know, I just want. I mean, but, but, I mean, but you feel me on that? No, one hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I, I really can't add nothing more to that. You, you, you yeah, took it yeah. home. You took yeah. it home. Yeah. You know, I just want listeners to recognize that one of the things that you really need to focus on as you are working on resolution is the method in which you're doing it. You know, one when clients come in and and work with us, communication is one of the main main things we have to work on first. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. You can't finish the conversation on communication without getting to problem solving. Absolutely. So you have to walk through all those steps on how to solve problems properly. Because the idea behind that is once you guys have found resolution to whatever the issue is, you have to agree on it and agree on it in a way where you're not going to feel bitter or resentful later on. You you don't want to make you don't want to agree to something that's going to um, bother you further down the line. You don't want to agree to a resolution that is that you that you're just not comfortable with, you know. So you Correct. have to compromise. You got to negotiate. You have all these different elements you have to go through in order to get to a good place with it. But the idea is, if you're still holding on to something at the end, if you're feeling resentful because you've decided with this person to resolve an issue in this way, then again, there's not going to be any peace. So you have to be good with whatever the decision is and hold tight to that. If you get to this place of problem solving and your guys aren't coming up with good answers, yo, that's when you come to people like us. Yep. Yep. Sit down. Let's talk about it. Let us give you some other perspectives to consider so that you're not sitting up there struggling with the idea that only way we can resolve this issue is if I surrender to whatever it is my mate's saying. That's not going to lead to peace. That's not a path to peace at all. This is further. You're pushing the conflict further down the line. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Right. Damn. I I can't add to that. I mean, that was fire right there. I mean, look, I mean, this is the beauty about like, you know, this is the beauty about this platform. This is the beauty about like us talking about, you know, these kind of scenarios, because it comes up so much for everyday couples. All the time. All the time. Like both partners are always talking about peace and that's and that's where i will always and i know you do it too i i i always will reassure and reiterate to both partners that believe it or not your partner also wants peace Mm -hmm. they do right they do like because no one if we're going to be objective here no one technically enjoys living in chaos. Even the most chaotic person, you catch them on a good day, will even tell you, I don't like this. I don't enjoy it. Right. I may I may get off on it, but I don't fully really enjoy it. <laughs> right. They're two different things. So yeah. I was going to get it twisted. You can get off on something and still not enjoy it. So it 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 it, it I, I I there's nothing more I can add. And I actually really appreciate you highlighting that one of the scariest things about um 
not addressing it the way Brother Rico's saying. It's like when you kick that can down a line, it creates far more problems. Oh my God. And we and that's where we don't like he said, we don't want it to get to that point. That's why you have to come and see us if and when those moments happen. So yeah. that's very well said. Like I was following that and I was like, yeah, that that's 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 appropriate for our listeners to really hear because I don't think a lot of people know about that particular perspective, bro. Mm. Honestly, mm. no, no. And the other, the additional parts of that too is when you are beginning to get to a place of peace. When you're beginning to, and I think this kind of helps us transition to the idea of maintaining the peace. Mm. One of the things you have to do is learn to, and I think we mentioned this earlier. You have to start letting things go. Yeah, you yeah. know, you have to start letting things go. And oh, no, 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 hold on. Before I go there, before I go there, before I go there. <laughs> the other piece that, and I think this goes back to the whole definition around um, peace as well. I have a lot of clients who, in their minds, um, like I said, just want quiet. Think it's just, look it, as long as you leave me alone, we're at peace, right? I remember years ago um, being on this panel, and the question was, what do men want? And when they came to me, that was my answer men just want peace. I mean, I think we all want peace, but men in particular, we want peace. But again, we don't always understand what peace is. Right. You know, just someone leaving you alone isn't peace. You have to learn how to still be able to engage with people. Right. And I think even when you're thinking about wars and everything like that, peace isn't just things have stopped. No, we just know we have to know how to engage in a much more healthy way. Right. And so when you are establishing that sense of peace within the relationship, that also means you guys are learning how to communicate in a more healthy way. You guys are engaging in a more healthy way. So if you think that things are peaceful now just because things are quiet and you know you guys aren't actually addressing things or, or dealing with each other, you're still not at peace. So the idea is that, okay, part of our whole trip to achieving peace is actually learning how to engage with each other in a more healthy way. Yeah. That's when you know you're at peace. When you can actually spend two weeks with your mate just having a good time, feeling good about each other, feeling good about the time that you're spending together and you're not arguing, then you know you've moved to, towards an area of peace. Just because you went off into your own separate areas of the house and you're not engaging, that's not peace. It may feel yeah. peaceful at the moment, but that's not peace. Real peace is when you're able to continue engaging and not have conflict. That's what peace actually looks like, right? So we got that. So now let's transition to maintaining it because it's hard enough building it. It's hard enough getting to that place of peace and achieving peace. But yo, once you get there, how do you keep it? How do you keep things peaceful? Um, I think a few things come to mind. Uh, I like what you said, especially, especially in a committed relationship, you do have to let things go. Yeah. You can't you cannot internalize everything your partner says, does, doesn't do, doesn't say. You you can't. Like you know, I think and 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 I'm only speaking from personal experience. Like I know my wife and I, I think one of the biggest strengths of our relationship and marriage is that we have a really strong sense of I'm gonna let that go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like I, I know this person well enough to know that they may be stressed or they may be going through something or or whatever it is. I'm not going to internalize that, right. you know, um, but the, because the internalizing part is when you make it personal, then that's where, yeah, it's not going to be peaceful. Right. And um, and you're dealing with another human being. So you can't 
they they're going to do what they do and going to say what they say and it doesn't mean that you can't hold them accountable and we're not saying that to let everything go but i think brother reek is absolutely right i think one of the things that like long-term successful um healthy couples do is they they end up figuring out it, mm. and it's a process oh yeah. get it it's a process to figure out what to let go what not to let go mm-hmm. and that leads me to my second one is when you do get to points where you can't let it go talk and and talk in a way that's very vulnerable and very uh um it's and it's personal you're not talking to a stranger on the street you know, like you have to be able to let them know they can't read your minds. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> that, that, you know, like you made a joke the other day and I realized it's still sitting with me. Right. Uh, I want to I talk about that. Yeah. I know you were playing. I, I, I do. I love you. I know you were playing. But there's but I started doing something and I realized that there's I'm still bothered by it. Mm-hmm. And I need you as my partner. I want to create some space for us to talk more about not just the joke and what you said in your intent, but. I need my partner here to help me process like what's really going on. I wonder like, is that a hidden sensitivity? So um, you got to talk. I think the couples who do really well about maintaining peace, I think they do a really good job on like when these small, medium speed bumps come up, they really do talk and they do find resolution to it. Um, And I think the other thing that I'll say real quick about maintaining peace that I've seen both with uh, couples and also um, in my personal life is, to Brother Reek's point, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maintaining those boundaries, They're, right? Once you establish them, maintaining them, right? I mean, you, got, you have to. I mean, we've all been there where you come home and your partner's in a weird place. Right. You, you don't know what happened, you know what it is. And it's not your job to like jump on them and figure out and solve their problems. You need boundaries to say to yourself, like, hey, let me check in, as we talked about earlier. Hey, I'm here. What do you need? You know, I'm here to support. And then you give them space. You give them space because you need space. You've probably been having a really great day. I know my wife and I do that really, really well. We do it really, really well. If the other person is just, like, not doing well, you check in. You ask what they need and yep. you leave them alone to give them space, yep. but to give your space so you can preserve the peace that you came in the house with. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. You ain't lying. Ooh, you ain't lying. You are, Dr. John, you is not lying, brother. Um, you know, when I think about maintaining peace, the first thing that comes to mind for me is consistency, man. Yeah. It's consistency. Cool. You have to be That's consistent. Cool. You have to be consistent in the changes of behavior that you already agreed on has been problematic. So if you guys have come to resolution around some issue, well, if you continue to do the behavior, again, that disruption in peace is going to happen. You can't avoid it. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're maintaining whatever that new behavior is. You can't keep going back and forth. You know, this has to be a growth thing. This has to be evolution. You know, in your behavior and your your interactions with one another, as long as you're maintaining those those negative interactions and those past behaviors, then the peace is never is always going to be disrupted. You know, so you have to be consistent, and I think that's the one thing that people have such a hard time with. Yes, we've come to an agreement around what it is that we need to be doing differently, or how I need to be behaving differently, right? How I need may need to grow up, or or put in more effort. 
but people have such a hard time maintaining that consistency. It's like they're, they're so used to living like early when you're talking about personality traits, right? Yeah. When certain behaviors have been so repetitive that they become part of who you are, there's a lot of work that has to be done to undo that. Absolutely. Well said. So much work that has to be done to undo well that. And so what you end up having to do is doing a lot of work around overcoming those long-term personality traits. How do I undo those things and then maintain that consistency? So yeah, you have a lot of clients who say, well, they'll start something and then they'll stop. You know, or you'll hear somebody say, well, I wasn't getting what I needed from my mate, so I stopped. Now, <laughs> look, at, you have to actually do your own work in maintaining the behavior that's going to lead to a healthier, more peaceful relationship. If for, you're not, the collect, for the collective. Yo, exactly. For the collective. Exactly. Yeah, for both parties. It's not just about you. It's, it's about not, the whole collective. It's not. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. I'm right. With you. you know, so that's the big thing for me. You know, yeah. Make sure, yes, that you are doing what Dr. John said, that you are, um, you know, finding that, maintaining that resolution. I mean, um, the, uh, I just, my mind, again, this COVID fog is killing COVID, me. COVID fog, yeah. But the um, letting things go, you know, and making yeah, sure that you're yeah. making sure that you're, you're holding on to those, you know, those changes and you're seeing the changes and you're believing the changes. At the same time, you have to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and being yeah. consistent in a way that you're, you know, addressing what's going on with you. Because if you yeah. don't do that, guess what? It's just going to keep coming back. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. John, well it is time for us to move on to those noble truths, man. Those noble truths. So, as we wrap up the show, Dr. John, please tell the people, what are your noble truths for this week? Yeah, uh, as, I, as I said earlier, it's important to, before you start seeking peace, slow down with yourself to understand peace for yourself and do an internal assessment. I, I, I truly do believe that. We don't do that enough as folks. We're just going and reacting. And I think we need to slow down even more. Um, I like the idea of finding resolution. I, when Brother Reek said that, I really resonated with mm -hmm. me because that's at the heart of not being at peace. Right. So finding resolution. And as I mentioned before, if folks um, can recall, um, what we'll, what you need to do is start with your needs mm -hmm. and then um, really make sure that like once you identify what your needs are, you communicate them and you make them as clear, concise and concrete. And, and to Brother Reed's later point and be consistent. Folks. Those four C's, man, those four C's. Don't forget what Dr. John said, those four C's. Write them down. Keep those close. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. Those are my noble truths, brother. What about you? My noble truths for this week are just a quick summary. Look it. First, you have to define what peace is. Yeah. Figure what, figure out what peace is to you personally, and what peace is with for you and your mate as a couple. Yeah. Once you figure that part out, figure out what's getting in the way of having that peace. Again, these are conversations that you and your mate will have to have with one another. It's not just about what's going on with you, right. but how things are happening in between the two of you. Right. So have those conversations. Figure out what's getting in the way of you guys having the peace that you already defined, and then comes the work of actually achieving the peace making sure that you guys are communicating and resolving those issues so that you can move forward. And once you've actually resolved the issues, once you've come to that, that conclusion that, or that decision around what we need to do differently so we don't keep running into those same problems, now you have to work to maintain it. Now you have to actually make sure that you are being consistent in your behavior and that you are letting things go so that you can move on. 
right? That's paramount to making sure that you're maintaining the peace. If peace is what you want, you gotta work for peace. Peace don't just come to you, you gotta work for it. Well said, right, Dr. I like that. I like that. That needs to be on a t-shirt. You gotta work for peace. Gotta work for peace, right? I love that, man. That's dope, bro. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, Dr. John, look, man. It's been great having you back here again. You, I'm back, man. I'm Glad back. Glad you're feeling like, better. Glad the family's feeling yeah. better. Thank you, thank you, you know, hopefully I'll be feeling better soon. I know. I know, right? I know, right? But it is good to be back. Like, I love the energy. I miss the people. You yeah. know, um, as we always say, you know, feel free to, like, reach out to us. Yep. Um, how can they hit, hit you up, man? How can they hit you up? Yeah, you know, I tell people a lot. Just, like, type in Dr. John Hart. You'll see a lot of things pop up. But, you know, come show love at you know www.kingsofthearts.com come show love on the page like we we're doing a lot uh this upcoming year so it's really really exciting um feel free to uh check out uh clinically www.rccmaryland spell out maryland.com see all the amazing clinical work um and i'm always doing uh other great work you know regarding criminal justice reform at the vera institute of justice so yes, type in vera you type in john hart you'll probably be linked to vera but uh, yeah, a lot of great moves, a lot of great things, and um, and please reach out. You know, we're here to help. I'm here to help. Brother Reed is here to help. So that's where you can find me, bro. Where can we find you, Brother Reed? You, well, you're busy. You're just as busy as I am, bro. Where I don't think I'm, I'm not. Hey, look, at, I'm not on your level. I'm not on your level. Man. I'm not even even play like I'm on your level. But you can find me on all. Um, you know. What are they? IG and F Facebook and all those yeah. places. The social, social media, media platforms. Yeah. yeah, you can find me yeah, as yeah. Tariq Amari Walton. You can go to my website, TarikamariWalton.com, or my media website, ViewsAndVibes.com. Like Dr. John said, you can find us at KingsOfTheHeart.com. As you can see right here, we are live streaming on both Facebook and on YouTube now. So you can actually go to our pages on those both little places, the Kings of the Heart. And finally, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Oh, of course. You can catch the Kings of the Heart podcast streaming on all the different streaming platforms. We are worldwide. We're coming to you audio, video. Hopefully, we'll come to a stage near you sometime man, soon. I know, you know right? we got We miss the people, man. We got to be back out there with the people. That's what we, Dr. John and I, we are teachers. We like being in front of you, connecting. So hopefully, we'll be doing that again soon. Right. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Sounds good. This is amazing, man. We're good to be back, man. Everybody take care. Good to care. have you back. Man, honestly, man, I'm 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 feeling it. Hey, brother Rick, you take care of yourself. You Everybody the same, man. Y'all stay safe out there. All right. And um y'all see us soon, man. We we're back, baby. Let's get it. All right, all right. Take care, everybody. Good to see you, Dr. John. Love you, bro. See you again soon. Peace. Peace.